Good evening, TDN listeners, and welcome to this weekend interview. I am your host and guide, Anthony Drago. I hope you had a great week. Welcome to my regular listeners. I look forward to our time together. It's the highlight of my week most times. Eh? As we explore issues of interest and talk to people who are intriguing by virtue of what they do, of their training, their experience, um, different other activities. You know, I never take your time for granted. I know you're busy. And therefore, when you choose to spend an hour on this weekend interview, I, I really appreciate um, that time. I hope that you remembered to, to invite five people to join us for this weekend interview. Remember, I, I every week now I ask you to invite five people to, to, to listen because we are starting a movement here centered around what we discuss and learn from the program. It could be about your health to encourage somebody to get a colonoscopy, a pap smear, a mammogram, a prostate check. You might save somebody's life, you know. So let's encourage people to listen. I invite you to, to invite five people to, to listen. It might be that you encourage somebody to stand up for something that they that they enjoy. Um, I, I, you know, we 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 always want to have numbers, and so every week I encourage you to 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 invite an additional five people um, to 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 listen to the program. If you are a new listener tonight, and it's your first time with us, welcome. I hope that after you spend the hour with us, you will agree that it's time well spent. And you too will become a regular listener. My aim is to talk about contemporary issues, but in a unique, from a unique angle. I, I always say if you can find what we, what we talk about by clicking your remote or your mouse, then there is no need for our program. A special welcome to our listeners on RVL Jams Radio uh, from Dominica. And thanks to the management for pat- partnering um, with TDN Radio. Uh, you can download RVL Jams from the Play Store or you can find them on RVL Jams, R-V-R Jams with a Z dot com. Tonight, I have a very special guest. For You know that I, I always say that I welcome all views on the show. Um, this weekend interview is open to all views. Even when the views don't align with mine, I welcome them. I, I think it makes for an exciting conversation. You know, I, I, we just have to make sure that we do it in a respectful way and we give everybody a chance to express their views and we, we keep our minds open because we can always learn from people even if we don't agree on 99% and that 1% might be something that we learn because the objective is to move forward. My, my guest tonight is uh, Mr. Cecil Joseph. He's the manager of the Dominica Broadcasting Station, DBS Radio. And, and a member and a strong advocate of the Dominican Labour Party. He's also a former mayor of the city of Roseau. Uh, so we usually take a quick break and play the CARICOM anthem. So let me do that right now. And when we come back, I'll be joined on the line by with Mr. Cecil Joseph. Um, he'll be on the line from Dominica. Buckle up, listeners. It's, it's going to be a thrilling show tonight. And... Um, Stay tuned. Let's listen to Mikel Henderson do the CARICOM anthem because every week I like to play the CARICOM anthem to remind listeners that one of my ideals is to see Caribbean unity, see us going forward as one Caribbean people. And so I like to play the CARICOM anthem. So let's listen to that now. And when we come back, 
I will have Mr. Cecil Joseph um, on the line, and, and we're going to have a very, what I hope to be a very animated and informative discussion. So stay tuned. From many distant lands, our forefathers came, some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Waged and fought through victory and pain. By test of their courage, our freedom was gained. In homage to those gone before us, the heroes of lands in the sun, we vow to join hands and to focus on building. Caribbean Raise your voices high Sing of your Caribbean pride Sing it loud and strong Feel our hearts beat as one Celebrate in song As we rise to heights where we
Vital Bio Restaurant, brand new on the French side of St. Martin in Marigold. Vital Bio specializes in all kinds of dishes. Oh yes, West Indian dishes, chicken and rice and all that's nice. And many other types of seafoods. Oh yes, a one-stock bar awaits you. Especially if you need a martini. Vital Bio specializes in all your favorite drinks. In top quality for you. Oh yes, Vital Bio, brand new. Yes, I told you so. Lot 107, Resident Lamande, 54 Rue de la Liberté. Vital Bio, the number one restaurant on the French side of St. Martin. Don't you forget to go to Vital Bio, the number one brand new restaurant on the French side of St. Martin. All right, listeners, uh, welcome back. Uh, I know every week um, we, w- I really enjoy the, the listening to Mikkel do the, the CARICOM anthem. And I want to say ha- shout out to our sponsor, Vital Bio, in St. Martin, on the French side of St. Martin. So the next time you visit St. Martin or if you're listening from St. Martin, check out their food. It's delicious. Vital Bio. It's a restaurant and bar um, on the French side, Rue de la Liberté on the French side in St. Martin. So, as I said before the break, uh, tonight my guest is Mr. Cecil Joseph. I am particularly pleased to have um, Cecil on the, sh- on, on the show. Cecil is somebody that I know from a long time, um, even in around Roseau. Um, my involvement in the youth division and, and just being around Roseau, um, I, I got to know Cecil. So he's somebody that I know personally. Cecil is the manager of the Dominica Broadcasting Station. He is also the former mayor of the city of Roseau. And he, he describes himself as an avid and strong support and advocate for the Dominica Labour Party and by extension um, the, the, the government of Dominica. Uh, of course, if you if you are, are, are familiar with this week in interview, you know that puts Cecil at, at odds with many of the views that I regularly express on the show. So I am I'm really happy that he's joining us. We get to to hear things from a from a different perspective. Um, therefore, uh, Cecil, thank you so much for for agreeing to come on the show and welcome to to this week in interview. I just want to say good evening to you, Anthony Drago. Um, I, too, know you for quite a number of years when you actually went to the Dominican Grammar School um, in the early days, leaving Cassibus, coming to Rosal um, from school. Like I, too, um, for many, many, many years, living in Rosal, but actually raised in Vilcaz, um, the constituency of the current Prime Minister of Dominica and the first... Uh, um, uh, premier of this beautiful country called our home, Dominica. Um, yes, Drago, I have been involved in politics uh, um, for more than 80% of my life. That is to say that I am now 56 years of age, um, but at the tender age of 12, I was already part and parcel of the Labour Youth Organization, one of the first... Um, member of the executive of the of the new established labor youth organization um way back um in the seventies um before we became politically independent and uh, it tells quite a lot about my relationship and my upbringing um of the Dominican Labour Party, the party that I know stands 
for the ordinary people of, of Dominica and also stand for um, people who are part of our beautiful country, whether you are rich, poor, or middle class, whether you're white, brown, or, or black. Um, also right. to my ideology, I need to state that. So, I am okay, yeah, you want to talk about your, your ideology. But, but let's, let, let, let's, you know, um, before we go too, too deep into the, into the political aspect of stuff, because I know once we start going down that road, we'll spend a lot of time, and I want to devote a lot of time to that. Um, but first, I want I would like to talk about your your stint as as the mayor of, of the city of Roseland. Maybe in talking about that, you can also talk about your philosophy because I'm sure that would have um, informed the way in which you carry out your duties as mayor. Um, so, so can you talk about the mayor um, to give give our listeners a little bit of an understanding? of what the job of the mayor of the city of Roseau entails, what power the mayor has, what privileges, um, what people think the mayor may be able to do, but he's con- he or she is constrained. Um, let's talk about that a little bit um, to, to give listeners an understanding. I'm happy that I have you on. I had um, Annette Centile on before. She was the first woman mayor of Roseau. But I, but I, I, I look forward to your, to your education on that, on, on what the mayor of Roseau, um position entails. Well, the, the truth is, as, as a young boy in the community of Battle States, I, I saw um, also aligned to the Dominican Labour Party in that early period. I saw the need of working within the within my community, and working meant um, not just helping people to do things but also helping um, loved ones, that is to say my family. And uh, in reference to cleaning of streets, I was part and parcel of the executive who decided that we were going to change the name of the, the various names of the various streets in, in Battle State. Um, also, too, I saw the need of not only just um, working within the community um, in, in the social aspect of it, but also in reference to health, education, so even while being a young man um, working together with the then um, Michael Douglas, Anthony, Michael Anthony Douglas, um, I saw the need of, of, of working with him to ensure that young men um, for, and women from the city of Roseau would have gotten educational opportunities. Um, so that, that is one I can also talk about. And then I saw the need as growing up to get myself much more involved in uh, not just... Uh, uh, national, but from the local point of view, that is to say, in the local government system. And in 1999, the very first advice available was in 1985. I did not make it free at the time that the then um, the Dominican Freedom Party, very, very young boy, um, voting for my very first time at that time, and decided to really get myself involved. And then in 1999, again, I made myself available. And uh, when I made myself available, um, was it 1999? No, 1997, they're not available. And then in 2000 election, I decided that I was going to put myself up. And then I did so. And the people um, voted me in at the time. Eugene uh, Grove was the mayor when I first went up. Um, and uh, she she did not make it as the mayor, but uh, under the ticket of um, Dinard, I was part of the team. And uh, I became part of the council. And then when Dina did not go through the second time, I didn't. I then decided to make, put myself up for the mayor. And then, um, thanks to the people of the city of Roseau, gave me that opportunity. 
Um, by virtue of my ideology, I serve, and I believe I serve the people of the city of Ozo well, in health, in education, um, in human resources, uh, in, in other aspects, in, in terms of enterprise. And, and really and truly, it was a, a, a 12 years of, of enjoyment where I saw I helped in the growth of people's lives. So basically, being the mayor of the city of Ozo, it gives you the opportunity to understand what serving is. It gives you a better understanding as to how it gives you the opportunity from the national level that you can better serve people. So I made myself available in um, in that period for 12 years. And in that 12 year period, I also uh, took the opportunity in 2005 to make myself um, to make myself available for national politics, where I ran against Mr. Julius Timothy, who was then at the time the deputy leader of the. United Workers Party and former Minister of, of Finance. Uh, um, quite a number of persons, to include that of Mr. Timothy, um, did not believe that I could have done well against him, but uh, by virtue of my character, my, my, my trait, I was able to do very, very, very well and lost by 369 votes at the time against a strong candidate um, who felt at the time that he was going to make me lose my deposit. Uh, so I served the people of the city of Roseau, and the city of Roseau extends. Um, it's a very huge city, I must admit, and not as huge as that of, of New York, but it's a very huge city com- making comparison to that of the Caribbean, many countries of the Caribbean, more so the OECS. And uh, even then, to this present day, um, some persons that I wrote I, I for feast, a tough feast, um, many felt that I was very enterprise, and many also felt that I, I had a genuine purpose for wanting to serve people. So, and, so, and so Cecil, what, what, what are the main duties of the mayor of Rizzo? What's that? What are the main duties of the mayor of the city? The, the duties of the mayor of, of the city of Rosa is very huge. It's, it's very wide. In, in reference to, to um, urban renewal, you are, you are playing a part of the central government. Um, in reference to um, ensuring that the city is, is clean and maintained and persons pay your taxes uh, to make sure that these things are, are, are held. Um, also, to in reference to... Um, education, you play a very integral role um, between yourself, uh, that is the main office, and that of the central government. So most times, I, I would be able to, to, to make recommendations to central government, um, which we make quite very often, you know, how we, we could see the city of Hoseo going forward. So you can see it's a very functional um, um, duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, off my head, right now, I cannot tell you what so, you, I can want to say specifically what it was, but it's a so, so, functional so, duty. Where so let me ask you, though. Let me let me ask you if your familiarity with with the office of the mayor and and you work in Roseau, you pretty much live in Roseau because Bafesa is part of the city of Roseau. Um, what opportunities do you see exist for Roseau City um, going forward? Um, and vis-a-vis, you know, making the city uh, a, a nice place for the residents of the city and for the businesses that operate from the city. Can you repeat the question again, Drago? Because I'm looking at the problem and trying to get get you clear. Yeah, what I was asking is that what opportunities do you see for for Roso going forward into into the next ten, fifteen years for Roso? Um, in terms of what the what can be done for the residents of Roseau, as well as for the businesses that that operate in Roseau. Well, I have seen so far in reference to the development of the city of Roseau, I, I have seen central government is playing quite a critical role in the development of the city of Roseau. Um, for a very long time, I have been in in Dominica, 
And I've never seen any real government uh, at this time, any government really playing a significant role in the development of the city of Rosa, as I've seen for the last 10 years. I'm saying that to say, not political. When, when I look at the landscape of the city of Rosa and what it was before, um, looking at once upon a time we had one bridge, now we have uh, two bridges, now we have four. Once upon a time we had only just about one outlet into Rosa, we have four. Once upon a time, the back road of the city of Rose, the back road in Baptist State, which is part of the city of Rose, was only one way. No, it's all it's a highway three vehicles that actually pass on to. When I look at the, the standard of living of people now, um, there, are some, there are much more um, bigger institutions, I, I should say, business institutions, that where people have opportunities to, to, to decide. So once upon a time, there was just the witch churches and the Asafan. And now today, you have um, fresh markets, you have do it, you have smart, you have that was there many years, you have Asafan that was there many other years, you have now um, save a lot. So, so you have seen in terms of the the confidence that the business sector themselves have placed in, in, in the city and, and have placed into the people of the city and that of the government, it says quite a lot in the good development of the city. So yes, we have seen urban development has started. Um, we have also heard of some other um, interested packages for the city of Rosa, where about 150 houses are going to be built, 150 complexes are going to be built for the city of Rosa. And um, we have not seen that in the last uh, 45 years. So, so today we are seeing that much more is going to be done for the city of Rosa. So, yes, there are plans, and uh, those plans are in the making. We have seen the Scott Stadium, which is to me a landmark for sports in Dominica. You know, um, when you grew up, that we were speaking of uh, a stadium being built for Dominica, but it took root and scared um, just about uh, three years um, in his leadership to get us in 18 months um, the, 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 the building of a stadium. We have known of, of Lincoln that we now have in the city of Roosevelt that, that gives us more opportunity in terms of time, in terms of doing business, um, that has really assisted us. So, so we, we will so, see a, a, a better city. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. I was saying that you will see for sure um, in the next two, three years, not even five years, in the next two, three years, you will see a better city. Right now, as we are talking, we are seeing improvement in the ferry terminal, um, which is in the heart of the city. Um, we are now seeing that even vehicles, today Dominica has over 26,000 vehicles. In the city of Rosa, in any given day, you can see almost 20,000 vehicles making movement in the city. So it, it says it's a buzzing city. It says it's a city with life. And, and we need to compliment the people who themselves have put that confidence in themselves so that we can make that beautiful city called Rosa a boring one. So, so what are the challenges you see um, in the governance and the development of the city? The challenges? Mm-hmm. Challenges. Well, one of the challenges. One of the challenges I, I, I know is um, the implementation of sewage. Um, we have even seen um, sewage has been um, implemented about seven years, eight years ago um, in the city of Roseau, funded by the community, community government. Um, I think right now what we should get, what we should get the Wasco doing is to is to is to work. Um, along with that, with that um, sewage sewage um, program, um, so that we would not see the gutters that we're seeing with water flowing, that we see less of that. 
um, and then get into the plan that, that was built for, for that function. Um, also, too, in terms of um, uh, the setback, I also believe that central government made that did mention that in the urban urban program that they are now creating, that we that we have seen quite a number of streetlights with, with hanging over uh, over um, y, um, lines, and uh, and that for me um, is very critical as, as a boarding city where we can now move higher. So in terms of even the the, 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 the building of, of 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 structures, I think we have to move away from the the normal. Um, five story and six stories into a seven and eight story. No, um, no, no Cecil, Cecil, like stick a pin in there because <laughs> that is something I would, I, I, I would want to go a little bit further with. But, um, is there, is there like a, like a development plan for the city? Because I, I, I question, I question what you just said, um, about encouraging taller buildings in the city, um. Does wouldn't wouldn't that change the character of the city? Not in keeping with the. I'm just, I, 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 do, are you aware Dom, if there is like a Dominica, central development Dom, plan for the city? Dominica, Dominica is known as the nature eye, and uh, we we can we can merge um, infrastructure with greenness. We can create green space. That will also help in the Yeah, but whole, Cecil, I'm asking, is there, is there a central plan for the development of the city that you're about, aware of? I was about coming to answer, coming to answer you. And if you remember that the, the, the Ministry of um, Urban Renewal has made it very clear in terms of its development for the city. And what I'm saying to you is out of a plan, as we are speaking, out of a plan from the Urban Renewal, um, in which they are now working on in ensuring that... Um, you're going to see that kind of development, and and you you will have heard of the botanic garden, the work that is that is now being 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 undertaken, um, in reference to the development of the of the botanic gardens that will be part of the urban renewal program. What what kind of development is taking place at the botanical gardens? What type? Uh, well, uh, you look at people tend to look at development as just no no I'm asking you I'm asking what people tend to look at I'm asking you what is you say there is there's development going on at the gardens I'm trying to I don't know what it is so I'm asking yeah, you what it is no, and, and, I'm, and I'm answering you by saying to you many times we tend to look at physical things as development um but we have to look at the blueprints we have to look at the at the plans and I'm saying that the plans are already afoot and you have seen in the construction of, of better roads in, already in the botanic garden. We have seen men, um, I should not say men, I, I, I'm, I'm not talking about gender, I'm talking about, uh, I'm not talking about just the male sex, I'm talking about gender, like the Bible would say. Um, we have seen work now at, um, in reference to botanic gardens in terms of creating the link road that has been spoken of um, for about a few years now. So soon from now you'll be seeing that link road um, work will be actually starting. So yes, so- I can say so you 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 saying a few things that's raising some major red flags in my in my mind, Cecil. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is is the, is the allusion to taller buildings in Roseau. The second one is more traffic in the gardens. Um, mm-hmm. I know we don't have enough time to go through all detailed plans, but I would really like to talk to you a, a, about that a little bit more. Um, to to if if there is a development plan for the city. I would be interested, I'm sure a lot of the other Dominicans would be interested in it, to find out and to have an opportunity to to contribute to that to that development plan because I don't think that um 
I don't think that all of us would agree that taller buildings is something that Rose would need. Or at least if it if it is needed, then is it restricted to a particular zone? Um, I'm not taking it out of context because I'm ask, I asked you if there's a development plan. You said yes. I'm just saying I would like to see what that development plan is. And I'm saying to you, I gave you an opinion of mine. You asked me, Red, what do you think in terms that is required in terms of the challenges? I said, I believe that in reference to the development of Roseau, because Roseau now has been coming, is becoming a smaller space for not person to reside, but for business to exist. Because more and more, you're seeing less people residing in cities. And then you're seeing more and more businesses are coming into the city. So you're having a city as a calm place, but then having it as a structural place where you have proper of organization. So I'm saying now it's the time for us to move from the the three and the four stories and the tourist building in the city of Roseau. Okay. I so think. so you're saying that, that is that is your opinion, that's what Roseau should not that not that there is a plan that exists somewhere and that plan includes putting taller buildings in Roseau. The question that you ask was very clear. The question that you asked is what do I think are the challenges? No 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 and, I, and I, I no no I ask you you, when you mentioned about the taller buildings, I ask you if there is a plan that exists for the development of the city, and does that plan include yes. the building of taller buildings? I said yes. Right. And so, I, so, I, so I, all I am I, saying is, all I am saying is that if that plan exists, I would, I would like to see that plan because I think, as an engineer, as a Dominican, I people like me and some of my listeners could contribute to that plan. I am not said. I am not said in that plan that they're going to be dealing with taller buildings. I only said that because I am of the view that there, and I said that there is a plan for the development. It is called the Urban Renewal Program. I was very clear on that. I'll give you my view. I said I'm saying to you an extension that because Rosa is now becoming a smaller space than it used to be, you have less persons residing, but there are more businesses in the city. And because it's a boarding city, we now have to make space or create spaces for people now who would like to do business. Okay. And I also mentioned so, to you so, that we so, can so, have, so we I can understand, have the so, marriage of urban... Huh? So I understand what you're saying. What what I am saying is that... I'm not, I'm not contradicting what you're saying. The, the urban renewal plan is a plan that is written that is somewhere where, is it on a website? Is it somewhere where a Dominican can go and look at the plans and see what it is and understand when they see something going on in the botanical gardens or they see something going on on the riverfront or they, they know, oh yes, that is part of that plan that, that for the city of Roseau and that is that aspect of that plan. I was asking if that kind of planning exists and if it does, where can somebody access it? I, I, I am saying, and I'm saying it very, very fine. I say to you that there is a, a department that is called physical planning. And the physical planning, if you get to the physical planning, they will give you all the necessary because I'm not an architect. No, 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 no. So, so a, 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 from, your, from, from, from what you're saying I'm is that saying. there doesn't exist a written plan for the development of the city. Yeah, I never said that. I, I did not say that. I'm but you didn't, but you. I was asking your question, Cecil, that is a yes or no. If it's, if it's no, the plan is being developed, then no, the plan yeah, is being developed. Because, Drago, there is a plan, and that's why I'm saying, that's why I'm referring you to the physical planning department who would give you all the aesthetic, all the necessary know-how that you, uh, that you are requiring, if you get to the physical planning, they will be able to answer you. If you get to the minister, Mr. Judith Isaac, 
who is the minister responsible for urban renewal, he too will be able to give you the exact answers that you are requiring to, that you are, that you are now making requests of. Okay. I'm saying what I All right, so that, so, that, so that is fair enough, Cecil. That, that's fair enough. Um, I will. I will follow up. I'll follow up with the physical planning because I'm sure yeah. they are, I'm getting a lot of texts from listeners who are saying that yeah, they would like to see what that plan is. Um, so in the interest of time, say that again. You never heard of that before. The the, the the Department of Physical Planning. I dealt with them as an engineer. When you have when you going to when you're going to do a building, they're the ones that come out and inspect, and they're the ones that manage building codes and those kind of things. But that's not what I was asking. What I was asking is that is there a development plan for the city of Roseau that, that looks, let's say, in the next 10 years we want... To. So in other words, the four bridges that you referred to, I would assume that there was a plan that that would have been part of that plan. The, 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 the extra traffic in the botanical gardens to release congestion in Roseau, that would be part of that plan. And, and, and so, so, so I'm saying that if that plan exists, then me as me as a both in my capacity as an engineer but also as a radio person would like to access that plan so when i am talking about the development of roso i can talk about it in the context of a plan for the so development I'm of roso right i'm saying to you i give you i give you options and you can you can you can go through your options and get the necessary answer that you require right so I'll, i will follow up on that i will follow up on that so yeah. So yeah. Cecil, um, I want to switch to your role at, at, as the manager of the Dominica Broadcasting Station. Um, you, are, you are the manager of, of DBS Radio. Um, it's called Nation Station. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people, Dominicans, believe that the radio station belongs to Dominica. So as the manager of the station, you, you are more familiar with the intricate operations of the station. Um, can you spend a couple of minutes just explaining to people what is DBS Radio and, and the operations and the financial aspects of it and whatever? Let's talk about DBS Radio for a while. First of all, DBS Radio, as, as you hear it, says Dominica. And anything that has Dominica in it, it's, it's, a, a, it's a property of the state. So Dominica Broadcasting Corporation... The the in, in terms of its finance, I just wanted to do that first. In terms of its finance, its finance comes from the public, and I want to repeat that. I like to repeat that. The finance of the corporation comes from the public, and the public is its client. And there are two two areas of its of, of its clients. One, the public, that there are people who come in and do business with us, and two, the government. The government, in terms of doing business with us. So the, I want it to be known by the people of the state or the people of Dominica that are tuned that DBS Radio does business with the government of Dominica or the government of Dominica does business with DBS Radio. And when the business is done, the government has to pay us. So the government pays DBS Radio for the outside broadcast that you're hearing. So every time you hear the Prime Minister or you hear the Minister or you hear any government program, it has to be paid by the government. This it is, it is not a subsidized program of that of the DBS to the government. Government pays. When you hear the Parliament, DBS makes 
upon receiving of that invoice, the Speaker of the House was responsible for that invoice through the government of Dominica would pay us for the services given to them. When DBS Radio goes to take a loan, the, the government of Dominica is the short to that loan that the government, that DBS Radio would make requests for at a commercial bank. More so the national bank, that's where our, our finances are, but more so the national bank. The government gives us nine members of a board. And the board is about creating policies. And those policies help in guiding the corporation. But I want to make you know that these policies are not in absence of the management of the corporation. So the board of directors do not just really, really decide to make policies. They make policies around management framework or the understanding of what is required to be done by the corporation. So, so, so let's talk about the board of directors a little bit. How many members are on the board? I just said nine. Nine. And how, how are they how are they instituted? Who who selects or, or appoints the, the board of directors? The Minister Responsible for Broadcasting. The Minister Responsible for Broadcast. And that so who's that right now? It, right now it is Mr. Calvadaro. Calvadaro is the Minister for Broadcast. So so he appoints all nine no, board of directors. Kelva Dara is the minister responsible for telecommunication. Yeah. Oh, okay. And GDS is responsible for telecommunication. So he gets to appoint all nine board of direct, members of the board of directors. What's that? He What's gets that? to appoint all nine members of the board of directors. Are you asking if the minister appoints all nine? Yes, that's what I'm asking. It has, it has always been so. No, I'm not asking it. <laughs> 1971. Okay, so the minister appoints all nine members. Okay. When you say DBS Radio is funded by the public, um, is it like a, when, when there's the budget, the annual budget, a certain amount of money is allocated to DBS Radio? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, no. The, the government of Dominica do not allocate, do not go, you do not go to parliament and you hear that the government says that um, $10,000 or $50,000 allocated to DBS Radio. You don't hear that. Okay. So so, so the funds of DBS Radio only raises funds from commercial activities? From commercialized activities. Okay. All right. So, that, so, so that's clear. I'm sure a lot of us did not know that government doesn't allocate money to the station. I can do a big dong. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that, like, for example, I thought that that if it's the national station, that government would allocate a certain amount of money to the operation of the of the radio station. Way back, way, way back, when, when, before, I should, I should, I should give you a, 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 a genesis of, 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 of what transpired before. In 1971, when the corporation was, ex- was established, by then, the, the man... It will, um, it will be blast. The, 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 the people who employ, employed were paid by government. Okay? Okay. In 1980, when David Jones became the Prime Minister, I think somewhere around 1970, there started to be some changes. But in 1980, when David Jones became Prime Minister, I can't be corrected in terms of the year, but I'm just saying, when she came in power in 1980, somewhere along the line between 1980 and 1985, 
it was changed where all funds, where the government will be responsible for the establishment of the institution, um, for the guidance of the institution, but um, funds will be raised by the institution by going out and get sales and would help in the payment of um, its, its various um, expenses to include a required expenditure, salaries, light, water, um, and, and the works. Okay, so that's fine. So, Cecil, in terms of DBS, a, a lot of folks accuse the management of DBS Radio, which is you as the general manager and management, in, in fact, of that the that radio station functions as an extension, like a public relations arm of, of the government. And and therefore, um, the Labour Party by extension. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to take a couple of minutes to defend the operation of the station against that accusation and, and to take the opportunity to explain to listeners was it, how decisions are made in terms of airtime, um, what policies are in place that determines, because a radio station has a finite amount of time. So what decisions, how, how, you go, how does the management go about making decisions as to what is aired on the radio, how much time is allocated, and that sort of thing? Respond to that a little bit. Okay, simple. Um, if I go into the niche that some persons have, um, DBS Radio has a structure an organizational structure. You have the minister, you have the board of directors, you have the manager, you have line managers, you have subordinates. Let's just deal with, let's just deal with inside. Let's forget about the board of directors and the minister. Let's deal with the internal aspect. So you have the manager who is responsible for the daily running of the institution. You then have the program director who is responsible for programming of airing programs. You, ha- you then have the sales and marketing person who goes out there to look for advertising and who also helps in the marketing of the institution to the general public. So as I said, we are like any other commercialized institution, so we have to go out there and sell ourselves because we are also a competitor in the um, business of broadcasting. Then you have the news editor. And uh, from the news editor in the news department, you have the news editor, you have the sports editor, and you have um, an, uh, a news reporter and other news personnel. Announcer reporter, that's what we call them. And then we have an accountant who is responsible for payables and receivables of the institution. And you also have a technical department who is responsible for the technical aspect of the institution to include our social media right now as we are speaking. So I want to, I want to make that be known in terms of the structure of the institution. But I want to correct the number of people who in their mind are of the view that central government stays from the higher the higher building and direct things to us. Gone are the days I am in DBS Radio on the 6th of, sorry, the 3rd of March gave me 29 years at DBS Radio. So I have been there under the Freedom Party. I've been there under the United States Party. So, so let, let's see if you can speed it up a little bit because we're approaching 9 o'clock. Yeah. 
So are you are you saying that there's not an unequal distribution of or allocation of time I, I, to the on the radio? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ask your question when you're ready. I you ask your question. I want to give you a clear answer. I'll give you a very clear answer. So, what you have found is in the good old days, as some people would like to say, we had prime ministers who at 12 o'clock every day before any news items would be placed out and he, he would have had to edit what goes out. I'm asking you, I'm telling you. Gone are the days when the news editor came out from the machination of a political party. We remember between the period of 1995 to 1997 how much arms we went up in reference to placing an individual from the public who knew nothing about journalism, who knew nothing about um, news, news journalism, and was placed as the news editor of BBS Radio. Gone are the days when people who were working at GIS left GIS, came to BBS Radio, not only presented our news, but wrote our news, and then frustrated people. Sergeant, like were you Kamala working Mello. at DBS at the time? What's that? Were you working at DBS Radio at that time? I just said to you, I'm 29 years at the institution. I'm 29 years at the institution. I am working at DBS Radio, 3rd of March, 1990. Okay. All right? So I'm saying to you all what I have seen in my period. And I'm saying to you that as a young boy growing up, working at DBS Radio, there were a number of things okay. that... Okay, so, 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 so you've laid the foundation of what happened in the past. What happens now in terms of, in terms of so decisions that were made? I just said to you, that are the days gone by. So today, today, in a very liberalized society, DBS Radio is very liberal. And I'm going to tell you why I say so. You can, you can go out and make your research and ask the Honorable Lennox Linton, the parliamentary representative for Marigot, the parliamentary opposition in the House of Assembly in Dominica. I have requested of him how many times to come to DBS Radio so we could have a one-on-one. The last one that I did was on the 22nd of November, 2018. Just a few months ago, I requested of him that I had the Honorable Prime Minister a few weeks earlier, and I would really appreciate if you could come and give me the same time. So what I have done as manager is if I have spoken to the Prime Minister for three hours, I call on the opposition to speak for three hours. As the opposition leader, I can tell you, I can go back in time and tell you, in July of 2017, the same year of Hurricane David, I spoke to Mr. To Mr. Linton, who agreed with the Commander Talking Point program for two hours to speak on the issue of electoral reform when the Attorney General had come in two weeks before to speak on the same issue. And I felt that I had to give him a amount of time. So I called him in and I told him that the, 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 the Attorney General had spoken for two hours and that I had wished that he comes on the same program for two hours so we can speak to so the other side of the world and hear who, your views on it. Mr. Linton agreed. The day in question, I came on console, waited for Mr. Linton, said every second that Mr. Linton would be coming to the program because he gave me his word, 
at 9.35 that same morning, the parliamentary representative for the Salisbury constituency, Mr. Hector John, called me and stated to me by phone that the honorable leader of the opposition had a bad flu and was not able to come to the show. And that he couldn't speak. So I said to him, so that he could have mentioned to you that information, he could have mentioned to me and stop having like a fool, making mention that he was going to come on the show. And I said so to him live on the radio. I came back a second time and I requested of Mr. Linton to come to the show, to another show. Mr. Linton did not accept my offer. It's quite to be quite honest with you, he said very clearly that he couldn't have made it. I went back a third time. I requested of him, and when I requested of him, he said to me, Mr. Joseph, I would like to refer you to, no, he said to me that Mr. George, Nicholas George, would get back in touch with me as to the day and time that he would be able to come to the show. So, so Cecil, I, I get the idea that, that, that you've reached the United Workers Party and you don't take it. But are there are there instances are there instances where um announcements or whatever it is would be submitted or request for time would be submitted and they've not and they've been denied? Never. Never. Never never you've never, never. done that. Never. So, never. so so you're saying that what the public perceive as an unequal allocation of time is simply totally the members of the opposition not taking the opportunity presented to them. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a scenario in 2014. The United Nations Party said that in 2014 elections that DBS radio gave more time to the United Nations Party to the Dominican Labour Party than that of them. And uh, they took us to court. They took us to court. And thank God we have what is called 24 hours. So we cannot tamper the 24 hours. So they couldn't say we tamper the feet. And we were asked to bring those evidence in court. And when it was proven, when the final analysis came, it was proven that the United Workers Party got 31% more of mentions than that of the Dominican Labour Party. When you say of mention, what do you mean? The Dominican Labour Party used the Kyrie FM radio to do all of the publicity. And let me tell you something. Well, no, no, no. When you, say, when you say they were mentioned 31% more, I mean, mention could be favorable or unfavorable, you know? No, 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 no. Favorable. It's favorable in the United Workers Party's favor. No, no, no. I, I am, I'm saying if somebody says that the United Workers Party was mentioned 31% more than the other party, it may be 31% I, in a no, negative no, no, way. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to be smart. I'm just saying that just... just Okay, put it that way. 131%. I'm not playing semantics. I'm just saying that the mere mention of a party... I probably mentioned Mr. Roosevelt's character on my program more than Lennox Linton, but it's nothing, usually nothing favorable. We're talking about... We're talking about... We're talking about... We're talking about news and programming. And I was about to say to you, if it's one time I do not like for DBS radio, is election time, high time. Why? Why? Because we do not get a pie of that of the Dominican Labour Party. So, so 
we don't we don't carry live broadcasts of rally. But you know what? QFM will carry it and carry it early. They make the money there. When you talk about advertising, they go to their radio stations that favor there. They either get discounts in price or whatever the case may be, or free. At DBS Radio, we are about business. So if you can you can you can monitor this election, I will see the same pattern. So so some time yeah. ago some time ago the, the citizens for cons the citizens concerned citizens movement um made an accusation that they submitted um announcement on the radio for some protest action that they were planning. And and their their wording was heavily edited and and requested to change to the point where it became unfavorable and they had to pull the ad. What what is your side of that of that incident? Okay. Um, Mr. Gerard came into the business radio and he had an announcement. The announcement was accepted, but then any political announcement include that of the Labour Party, Freedom Party, United Locals Party, and any other political organization has to be run by the manager before it goes on air. That is that's a policy that 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 I met. Before 2000, it was already there. Before 1995, it was already there. Before 1990, so, so, it was already So you there. interpreted that, a request from this consensus movement as a political yeah, announcement. No, no, I'm, but I'm, I'm seeking clarification. You see, you see a, a, an announcement from the CCM as a political announcement. No, is is the wording is the wording of the announcement is the wording is what's important. And so I called Mr. Jura in and tell you. I called Mr. Dura in my office and I said, sir, there are, I'm trying to remember what exactly the announcement was. And I said to him, these two words, there were two words that I said to him that we can either edit or we can change to have a different meaning. Mr. Dura said to me that he's going to take the announcement. He has no problem with what I said, but he's going to take the announcement to his executive to take a decision. I said to him very clearly, sir, that if you take that decision, you have already paid. You will not, because our, our rule says that you will not be, be paid. All right? So I said to him, sir, take a decision, take some time and think of what you're going to do. He said to me, repeated by saying to me, that, sir, the announcement is not only mine, the announcement is that of an executive, you have to bring it back to the executive. I, I agree with him. And then he called me about an hour later and said he will pull the announcement. I was born, so I, I don't know why he would try to try to make things up. I no, no, he did not. He, what you are saying is what he is saying. He actually published it and he said he said which were the words that you wanted him to change, and they thought that changing those words changed the essence of the announcement. So you're not no. saying what he's not saying. But, no, no. No, no. Why you that, that, is, no? that is not that is that is not so to say Jinka would would have made it this well, thing. But but that is what that is that is that is what he said and he, he, he at the time he published the the ads and he, he he pointed out the words and he pointed out what the changes that were requested and when they looked at it, they they, they, they thought that it changed the essence so they pulled the ad. Okay. So 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 both of you guys are saying the same thing. 
Cecil, I have a few more things I want to... Direct for instance, all right? Let's say that, let's continue with us. Okay, we are married men, okay? And I may have an outside relationship. I'm using this as as to make you understand. And a young man comes to see that it was his spouse. All right? I might say, because I don't know who said it was his I might say, why don't we say partner? So it creates a better, a better, a better environment. So what I'm saying is, I talked to Mr. to Mr. Giraffe. Not editing your 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 announcement. All we're asking you is to change the. Word. Okay, so so let me let, let me ask you: were, were those changes were those changes based on on the on the potential for libel? Were the changes saying something like inaccurate? Inaccurate. <laughs> Because on what basis do you request a change of, of a I, word? I like, I like the question that you asked. I like because I told him in the process, and I delivered it, because you're very intelligent as a journalist. I told him, so if you say the word, I, you are now putting me up now to many other political parties to come and use the same word. I'm just telling him the word. It just cannot come into my mind. I requested, I begged him. I said the announcement will go out, but I wanted to change these two words first. So that was basically the word of sight. I said, let's change the word from sight. And let's go go to go and look at a feature and get the word sight. I'm, I'm not using sight as an example, mm-hmm. right? But, but, but he, 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 I would say that he, 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 he played me. He played me when he said that he wanted to bring the announcement to his, to his, to his um, executive. And then the next moment, the very next moment, he didn't take him 10 minutes. He was on the QFM radio, basing me. And he did not he did not call me back and say, Mr. Joseph, okay, we, we still not said, you know what, we're not going to have one friend. Okay, so, 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 so the conclusion of this discussion is, or this topic is that DBS radio is open. Any political party, any citizen can come to DBS radio to 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 ask for airtime, whether paid or if it's deemed to be public service, and they would get an objective review for and, and I'm and I'm especially saying that with respect to because we know that an election is around the corner, campaign season is about to open. And so Can and so and so as a manager of the radio that, station, that's what you that's the position that you're taking that, now. That, that, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Jago. I'm gonna say it to you nicely. A few weeks ago, the United States Party had a press conference. I overheard that in the grapevine. I overheard that. And I said, boy, them are not nice, my boy. I'm going to have a press conference. I'm not going to call it DBS Radio to actually cover the press conference. I said that the day before. At 9.20, the day of the press conference, I was preparing myself to get myself to get to work. And here goes I will have John Baptist calling me. Mr. Jose, because you're the manager and anything political it has to be run by you. I have just received a call from Mr. George. And that they would like us to carry live their press conference. I said, What's that? But I want to make you know, Ivona, that it 
9.20, ensure that you do that as fast as possible, protect God. Yet, Dean, do you Dean is and tell him to go down your path, but also inform Mr. George, like every other political party, that they have to pay us in advance. I charge them, because they are my client, I the cost. I charge them the same value, the same value that I would have charged the Labour Party, I would have charged after funds, I would have charged the history church. The same value. And then, when that happened, at 9.35, my program director, I want to again call me. And she said she got Mr. George, and they agreed. And I then said to her, you know what? They will not have the time to pay the check. Let them run their thing, and after pay DBS ready. Listen, at the time, okay. We are there, and I'm hearing Master of Ceremony in the person of Mr. Baptist, Isaac Baptist, mm-hmm. saying the most truthful thing about this pick to DBS, and going, no, we can out, out. Take him back. I am saying that he said so because he was not of the view that we were live yet. So the other people on the other radio station would have heard what he said. But fortunately for us, we are already there for 10 o'clock. Because today, the world has changed and we can use a comrade in split of half an hour, between 20 minutes to half an hour to get our broadcast running. And we were able to get an announcer to go to the press conference at the time. All right. So, so, have, so, so we have the commitment. They have the commitment oh, of, the, of the general oh, manager of DBS. That, hold, on, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm You, you answered the question now. No, no, but you more. answered the question. I think you answered the question. No, I, mean, I want to oh, move on because on, it's already I mean, nine o'clock. On, I'm, I'm indulging on. the producers for an extra half hour. There I go. There I go. Hold on, my please. Hold on, hold on. You asked me the question already. So the second time. Edison James, he was then the opposition. Okay, leader. let's let's not go let's not go back to this. Edison James has not been prime minister no. since two thousand. No, okay. I'm going to see so, no, 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 Cecil, 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 let's move on. Okay. Why? Why not? Why don't you want to get the scenario? Because, because, you because I think you made your case. You made your case, and you said that DBS Radio is open and welcoming of any political party that wishes to use airtime if they're willing to pay for it. And you will give equal consideration to all the political parties. The point is made. As yeah. a salesman, when you've made the sale, stop selling. What's that? As a salesman, I learned when you have made your sale, you need to stop selling. So, so you've made the point. Okay. So, so Cecil, I want to move on. I want to move on to 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 the political part, or what I planned as the political part. Um, of, of our conversation. All right? Um, I introduced you at the, at the top of the show as as a, a member of the Labour Party, a strong supporter of the Labour Party, an advocate of the Labour Party. Do you do you hold an office in the party? No, I, I don't. You don't hold I'm an a, office I'm a member party, of the But you're a member of the party. Any, okay. I, I don't hold any executive position, any top executive position. In the party? Okay. Right. Yeah. So, so, but let me ask you, on a, on, 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 as a supporter of the party, as somebody who is intimately familiar with the workings of the party, the Labour Party has been in government in Dominica since 2000. 
Um, unfortunately, we had we we had no no let's correct that let's correct that let's correct that. The Labour Party in 2000 had a coalition government with the Freedom Party along with the Labour Party in 2000. Cecil, Cecil don't, don't let, we have limited time. Let's not let's not think semantics. The Labour Party has been in power okay. since 2000. Okay. okay. The Labour Party okay. formed the government since 2000. The Labour Party had a coalition with the Freedom Party. But the coalition government was in, in power in 2000. Please, please, let's, let's get this thing straight. As a, as, a, as, a, as a solo party, you can say the leadership of the, part of the government was the Labour Party. The leadership, but we're in a coalition. With that of Mr. Barron and Mr. Charles Sovereign. Where did the Prime Minister, where did the, where did the Prime Minister, which party did the Prime Minister come from? Which party did the Prime Minister come from? The Prime Minister came from, at the time, the Dominican Labour Party. Which, which, which party did the Minister of Finance come from? The Minister of Finance came at the time, Mr. Ambrose George Labour Party. So, so, so. So all all, you, all of the major all of the major you. positions in the government was held by the freedom by the Labour Party. Where did the Prime Minister came from? Say that again. Where did the Prime Minister came from? What are you asking? Where did the Foreign Affairs Minister came from? Which minister? The Minister of Foreign Affairs. What party came from? So so the Freedom Party had foreign affairs and which and which other ministry? And and where did the Minister of Education came from? And education. And all the other all the other ministries were held by the Labour Party. All right, but let's not split here because that's not what I want to get to. What I want to get okay. to is that um, we in two thousand and nineteen. Okay, uh, if you want to say that after the two thousand and five election, is it two thousand and five? When was the first election held after the after the coalition? Um, two thousand five. Right. Two thousand five. So. So the, the Labour Party has in has been exclusively in power since that time. Mm-hmm. There's an election coming up, or there's an election around around the corner coming up. I'm going to give you a few minutes to to highlight the the achievements of the Labour Party government and to make the case why people should. Give the Labour Party government another chance in office at the next election. Okay, simple. That's simple. Very simple. That's very, very simple. First of all, let me just say that the when the Labour Party coalition government came in power in 2000, we had the first kind of the economy of Dominica. We saw that the United Locals Party at the time they they could not pay the social security for their for their for their employees, which is the public officers. The Labour Party had to sacrifice the public servants by taking a cut of pickups. We saw that the then government in 1995-2000 took a loan of some $140 million. And later the government of Richard Kerrit had to pay over $12 million every year of interest. And I can say to you, by looking at the then manner of which we are able to manage our economy, the people are going to give us back that opportunity. I can also say to you, agriculture, agriculture, Dominica contributed way back in 2000 
about a hundred million dollars to the economy. And right now, before Mario, we can see that we have seen over $225 million, over $225 million in the agricultural industry. Why? Because we have seen the diversity of the banana industry, or of the agricultural industry. So today, I can tell you at Maria, we have seen 1.4 million pounds of Dominica crops exported to various markets in the region. From ginger to bananas to darkies to, um, um, to ginger, bananas, um, potato, white potatoes to include. And we have seen that, that 1.4 million pounds has really assisted the people of the farmers of Dominica. We talk about, about markets. Yes, they are created markets. Yes, they are gotten markets. We have seen today, never in Dominica history, today, tourism. We have seen more um, hotels than built ever, ever before at one given time. So we see we have um, Bacotlets in built. We see the Moroccan hotel being built. We see the Kitten Sea hotel being built. We have seen the Jungle Bay Hotel in Software, just to include the Transcriber Hotel in Salisbury. So soon from now, we'll be seeing some over 800 rooms. 800 rooms to the just about 300 rooms that we presently have. And what do you think that's going to do? It's going to create an impact into the economy of Dominica. So the 800 new rooms that will be operating, you'll see that, that 800 new rooms will be making available some 60% of the to our economy. And if we have to really look what that is going to do for Dominica at the end of the establishment of those hotels in the next two or three years, is that we will see in the economy over $1 million dollars coming into the economy. And that I consider to be that I consider to be sustainable development. So you will find that the, the, the tourists themselves, when they come in, so we're talking about eight hundred rooms, and let's presume that every room has about two persons. And on average let's say a tourist spent spent ninety five dollars. You we, 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 we're done with the accomplishments, we're talking about plans? No, I'm not talking about plans. I'm talking about a couple. But that is accomplishment. It has been built. Accomplishment. It has been built. <laughs> there's, some, there's something about counting chickens before they hatch, Tetsu. But okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Counting chickens before they hatch? No, 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 no. They are already being built. Okay, let's go to what's what, what, what actually was being built. The government has built 343 houses in Delvis Chopin, 68,000 have been built in Portsmouth, sorry, in um, Asibros, 68 of them have been built in um, La Plaine, another 68 has been built in the Grand Four um, constituency. In, 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 in Portsmouth, as we are speaking, another over 120 of them have been built in Portsmouth, that was housing. Okay, so as, as we talk about housing, Cecil, um, 
you when you like for example some of the, some of the things I see is apartment buildings. So when you talk about housing, you're talking about units, housing units. Apartments, housing units, so let me ask you on, on what basis we decided where to build I, I okay, I understand the Bellevue Chopin one was to relocate people that were affected by Erica. I'm from Castle Bruce. Castle Bruce has a housing shortage of six, that we build 68 new homes there. You're only seeing no further than your nose. That's your problem. I'm not seeing you're further than my nose. <laughs> you, 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 what, what I'm trying to understand is the same question I ask you about Roso. Because one of, my, one of the gripes I have with government in general is that the government doesn't have a written plan. You 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 run but, DBS you run DBS I, radio DBS radio probably has a five year plan. That's the problem I have with all you. I'm trying to. That's the problem I have with all you. All you seem like all you have. Who's all, all you? Cecil, don't don't. Let, let's keep the conversation civil. No no no, Cecil, stop stop a minute. Stop stop a minute. No no stop. You you need to stop because I just turned down your volume. Nobody's hearing you. Nobody's hearing you right now. I just turned down your volume. Okay. Can you all right? So so. Listen to me. This is this is this is my interview. We, we've been we've been going good so far. So we're not going to come and talk about all you and whatever it is. Let, let's have a conversation. Let's keep it let's keep it civil, okay? All right. So. Let's take let's take a break. Runway. Vital Bio Restaurant, brand new on the French side of St. Martin in Marigold. Vital Bio specializes in all kinds of dishes. Oh yes, West Indian dishes, chicken and rice and all that's nice, and many other types of seafoods. Oh yes, a one-stock bar awaits you, especially if you need a martini. Vital Bio specializes in all your favorite drinks, in top quality for you. Oh yes, Vital Bio, brand new. Yes, I told you so, Lot 107, Resident Lamb. 54 Rue de la Liberté. Vital Bio, the number one restaurant on the French side of St. Martin. Don't you forget to go to Vital Bio, the number one brand new restaurant on the French side of St. Martin. Okay, so, 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 hello. So, welcome back, listeners. Um, listening to this weekend interview, my guest tonight is Mr. Cecil Joseph. Um, we we're having a discussion first about um, his experience as the former mayor of Roseau. We 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 also uh, are talking. We spoke a little bit about DBS Radio. Now we're having a discussion. We, we, we switched his hat um, and, and going to the political stuff. So, Cecil, I, I just want to. I took a break because I want the conversation to stay civil and respectful. Okay. Um, if if I ask a question about a, a national plan and and the if I, I ask a question about the national plan and um and on what basis how do we decide where we build homes where how do we decide what where the allocation of the resources of the country is spent that's a fair question 
Okay. So so I, I, I don't appreciate the answer well the problem with all you. Let's let's keep it let's keep it respectful. Okay? And and if you want to make a point, let's let's make a point. You were not asking a question, Jago. You were making a statement, and I was answering. No, no, no. I asked a question. I, I asked a question. I said, I understand the the the, the housing in Bellevue Shopping because it was for the relocation of of the people from Pritchett Savan. The the other places that we mentioned for homes, I was asking, how does that fit into the national plan? Was there housing shortage? Yes, no, I don't know. That is not that is not a loaded question. But I'm thinking, but Jago, it's just as if you are the you are the you are the guest, so you're asking the question and to answer the question at the same time. I'm saying to you that you are also doing an unfair thing to me as the as as the guest by you asking me a question and before I could finish answer you. No, 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 because you started the question wrong. You said Drago, the problem with people like all you and that is why that's why I draw your line because I will not come on your program on DBS and, and answer your question like that. Drago because I'll ask you proper question and give you the opportunity to answer. And I'm saying if you give me the opportunity to answer you, I will answer you. That's what I'm saying, that's all I'm doing. I'm yeah and when you answer I would like you to keep it respectful. That's all. But I'm respectful to you. No, I'm when you when you start approaching me like the problem with people like all you, that is disrespectful. <laughs> you don't agree? Uh, uh, no, I won't agree with you. Okay, but for me it's disrespectful, so let's keep it civil. I'm civil, I'm very civil. Okay. So so, so so when you, when we talk about the, the housing part of it, I I was asking the question the same question that I always ask. Is there a national plan? Where do these things fit in, in the national plan? I mean, you, you've, said, you've said a number of things tonight that I don't necessarily agree with, but I brought you on to express your, your point, and I let you make your point. You don't have to agree with me because you don't live in Dominica. You do not understand our status. You, you live in a different balloon, and I live in Dominica. So I'm, I'll respond by answering you in reference to the issue of Cassibus, because you made, you made specific mention of Cassibus. And I'm saying to you, and as I said, that's what I, that's what I answer. When you, when you made your statement, I, I responded by saying that your eyes only drop onto your nose, meaning, meaning that because you're not in Dominica, you may not understand the ramification that we are encountering the issue of housing. I am saying to you that housing is a critical aspect of development in any society. Every government has a right to provide. And you should not only isolate it to just Cassie Bruce, because you have to understand that communities are being built, like how you left Cassie Bruce, come to Roseau, then from Roseau you went to the United States. So you have put yourself into another realm where you are now developing another society. So what makes you think that I cannot leave where I live I'm living now in Roseau. I'm going to go in Cassie Bruce and live. So it's not necessarily just you thinking of Cassie Bruce. We must stop thinking like this. We have to look at this thing as, a, as, as, as open. We have to look at this thing as feasible, as practical as possible. And I'm saying by building 68 rooms for people of the, of the area or the constituency of Cassie Bruce, which include Deepa, Mopo, it's Cassibus. Alright? Who says that 
every child, every person who lives in those communities wants to continue living in mommy's home. I say so. So why would you want to deprive them, um, 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 Anthony? Why would you want to deprive these, these ordinary people, which the other party has always been providing for? They have always been a party of land reform, housing, education. We have always been a party for the people. And by virtue of that, it doesn't matter which party you support. It's not whether you labor, you freedom, you WP, or you um, citizen by whatever um, program you have. It's not what it is. It is the fact that we have to provide for the people. So I'm saying on the eastern side of Dominica, that the government has provided for these people. Because you're not in their position where they come to the offices and they come to people and they saw them are renting at big cost for people from people. These who want to be landowners, these who also want to be homeowners. So the government is giving them that opportunity to be freer, to be more independent by providing houses for them. You, you are speaking like some of the people okay, so, when in 1977, okay, so 1977 so, when Patrick John built his houses in Dallas State and they were saying the people do not go in Dallas and leave. These houses are not for you. Okay, so can we can and we go to the next question, Cecil? Huh? Let's let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Okay. Let's let's talk about youth. What mm-hmm. what are what are the accomplishments in terms of the youth and what are the plans that the Labour Party government is putting forward in regard to youth that would um justify or make the case for, for re-election of the party? Youth. My brother, this is the greatest achievement for Roosevelt's spirit-led administration. Youth. Never in the history of Dominica that we have seen hundreds of young people going to empower themselves through tertiary education. Never before. Youth. Never before that we have seen a state-of-the-art state college being built where you have over 1,500 young people attending to have an, a higher level of college education. When you went to school, um, Jaigo, you went to the Christian Liberty College? I did, and, and I was a teacher there to, afterwards as well, so I'm very familiar with the college. Right. So when you go to, to the college, there was less than 100 of you all there. Today, there's a greater opportunity for more young people to get to the state college. So in education, we have surpassed this. In terms of entrepreneurship, in terms of entrepreneurship, the government has had several programs for young people. One, they can go to the aid bank, today as we are speaking, and get, get money from the CBI program and receive it at 2%, at 2% to help them to become more enterprise to make them become more sustainable, to become more confident in themselves. Also, too, the small business project, the government, for there are certain class of people who are less fortunate than those who could take that 2%, who would go to the government and government would assist them for business. Talking about youth, sport, sport. Never in the history that we have seen government invest so much in sport. We have seen cricket. Look, today, our young people, on the 23rd of, or, 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 I think on the 19th of November of March, our young boys will be playing um, CONCACAF football. And do you know that the sponsorship is for the Dominica 
National Lottery, Luto, uh, an arm of the government. Cecil, Cecil, yeah, uh -huh. okay, let, let, let's be fair. The, the Lottery Commission has a long history of sponsoring sports in Dominica. Right? What does you want to say, man? Hmm? Uh -huh. So so, if, so we talk. I mean, because I'm 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 listening for 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 the achievements. Of, so so for example, with sports, let's let's talk about sports. Let's talk let's talk about sports. You're saying not to say what? Because you are touting that as an achievement of the Labour Party. I'm saying that the Dominican Lottery Commission has always so, has always sponsored and supported sports in the country. No no no. There is much more investment. There's much more money placed in terms of investment in the young people and sports. So, From, so let me ask you a question about sports and Rosso. Uh -huh. the, the the Windsor Park was turned into a stadium. I, I, that project was started in the United Workers Party. It was completed under the Dominican Labour Party. It's a project no, 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 no. that it's a project that I personally don't support because I I think that the Windsor Park was a central part of Rosso, and the young people of Rosso used to make a lot of use of the Windsor Park. I think it was a mistake to turn it into a stadium. But having done that, what, what, what plans are there for, for an alternate venue for young people of Roseau to, to be able to participate and, 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 and take part in sports? Okay. Simple, I have a simple question. One, let me just correct you, that the United Workers Party had no interest in building a sports stadium at the Winter Park. We know that. We know that they broke down the Winter Park. So and so yes, when, when, when the election was called in 2000, don't you remember that the, the, the foundation was already dug and still was already in place in the Winter Park? No, no, no. I no, remember I'm that clearly. You. I remember that clearly. To the, extent that, to the extent that by the time if the Labour Party revamped the financing and started the project, a lot of the if what was already done was overgrown with grass, and they had to go on and clean that up. So, so the project was started on the United Workers Party. Let's not let's, let's not let's not let's not treat that as a misinformation. Yeah. Drago, 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 Drago. I am telling you that you are very wrong, and please hear me out. Please, I, I beg you to listen to me, please. The United Workers Party had the intention, as you said. But do you know? Do you know? that there was insider trading done by Mr. Prevo when they pretended or indicated that they're going to, to purchase or purchase materials for the stadium. And they requested of Mr. Prevo to do that. And know what happened? He bought the wrong specs. And he was never he was never requested to pay back. The stadium there was no money when the government came in, if Lucy Douglas was alive today he would tell you. There was no money for the stadium. When Rosie Cecil, Rosie, Cecil, let 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 let's not. You know, you know that is not true because you you just mentioned about the hundred and something million dollars loan that was taken by United Workers you know, that, that, that the Labour Party had to repay, and that that money that money was allocated for the construction of the financial center, the Windsor Park Stadium, and to purchase the land that was purchased for the international airport. I lived in Dominica at that time. And I, and I had a business in Dominica at the time. And I'm very familiar with that aspect of what has happened in Dominica at the time. The, I, I, I worked at the water company at the time. And li no, listen, I listened to you for a little while. Listen to me for a, a minute. 
And yes, and what know. happened was that when Rosie Douglas, his will rest in peace, came into into office, there was the, the call for corruption. I had water projects going on at the Wasco at the time. The, the the government put a stop on all infrastructure projects so that they could investigate corruption. And what that did was that stopped the work and therefore additional disbursement could not be gotten on those projects because those projects work where you, you submit a, a, a progress report. Based on the progress report, you get the next tranche of payment. Of course, if you stop work, you don't have a progress report to submit. The next tranche of money doesn't come. And therefore, it created a cash flow bind on the major projects that were going on at the time. That is what happened in a nutshell. It happened to me as it happened to me as engineering manager at Dowasco. I had I had water projects going on in um in in Sylvania. I had water project going on in I in about three or four different areas that we had to stop. I had to cancel the order for pipe material for because those projects were stopped. So so when we when we we, we say in those kind of things, let's not say it in a vacuum, okay? I, 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 you, when you when you say that the the Windsor Park Stadium had no intention of being built, work had already started. I don't I don't know what condition the books were gotten in. I'm just trying to defend that. But what I know, what I see with my eyes, is that in Windsor Park, the work had already started. So so to say that they didn't, and as I told you, I disagreed with Windsor Park being turned into a stadium. But that is beside the point. The work had already started. I'll beg the second from the interview. I'll tell you why, Drago. You ask the questions with the intention for you to make your own political statements. And you drive on your political statements without giving me a sheer fear of making my statements. I started... You, you, don't, I, think, you I, don't think I, I gave you a fair, a fair chance to make your point all night? I'm six for five. And I have to listen to you. But that's not fair to me. Because I am the guest. No, but Cecil, Cecil, I, I gave you the opportunity to make your point all night. I'm a party person. That's what you're doing. And I haven't yet even you asked me a question about you. And I haven't yet even answered the question that you asked me. But you have gone on to tell me all what you were involved in. And all what government wanted to do at your time. And you haven't given the opportunity to tell you what the question that you asked. Cecil, because, because, because... When you when you say something that 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 is not that I know that I know different, I made that point. I I you said a lot of stuff tonight, and I gave you the chance to to talk. You talk about tourism, you talk about agriculture, yes, you talk okay. about housing. I, 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 I gave you all your time. You haven't yet given the chance to explain one hundred forty for you. Know. You haven't given the chance. You talk about the one hundred forty was given for 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 airport for stadium. For, for fitting, and I have not yet tell you in reference to the hundred and forty thousand dollars what it was fitting for. When you took the hundred and forty thousand dollars, you know well that it took that one hundred and forty bond for salaries for salaries very well. And they said that they're going to take sixteen million dollars of that to go to the airport. Tell me what figure did they say they're going to put for the stadium? None at all. So don't be dishonest to the public. Nobody's always doing that. But not fear. That isn't fear what you're saying. Because you, you are talking from the point of being a, a machinery of that of the United States Party and giving wrong information. 
to talk about Lucy Douglas, I'm talking about corruption. So we tell Lucy Douglas came into power. He said, let's fuck the guys and let's move the country forward. So, 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 so Cecil, you, you're saying that you're saying that it's not true that the Labour Party, whether it's coalition government, we didn't stop all the projects that were going on in 2000? I'm saying to you that when we came to power, we found no money for that $140,000, million. None at all in the Treasury. You can go back and make your research and you'll find that out. And you know that where Jaigo. You left them in 2000, 2009, 2010. So you know that, Jaigo. You know that there was no money. You know that more than I know that. <laughs> you know that from that. Anyhow, Cecil, the listeners, the listeners are hearing. Okay, the listeners listen to me all the time, and the listeners know that I have my particular political view, and they know that I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't appreciate being labeled as a mouthpiece or the machine of any particular political party. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm not even going to point out. I'm not going to point out the fact that that you're the manager of the radio station, and also such a strong proponent of the Labour Party. Because I, I, I give you the respect that you are able to to separate the two of them. All right. So I'm, so I'm not going. I'm not going to reciprocate that that type of thing. But but you know what I'm going to do is I I, I want to thank you so much for. For, for coming on the show. I'm going to give you um, the last word um, to, 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 close the inter- to close the interview. And I, I really sincerely appreciate the fact that you, that you decided to come. Um, and the mic is, is, is available. You have an invitation to come back. We can pick any one of those topics. We try, probably try to handle too many topics in one, in one, in one, in one sitting. You're very welcome to come back. I think we had a, a pretty good discussion, mostly. Um, and I really appreciate your coming. So I give you the last word to, to, to close the interview. Well, I, I, I just want to say, I know that when you invited me, I did not, I did not hesitate to say yes. I, I believe in, in, in the truth. Um, contrary to some people who would say that they are not part and part of an organization, I'm very clear as to who I am. I'm not going to mix with to say I'm a, a stubborn of the Dominican Labour Party. Um, yes, I'm the manager of BBS Radio, but being the manager of BBS Radio doesn't allow me um, to just be politically straightforward. I am very, very much um, understanding of, of people, and I just want to say that I know that you invited me for two hours, but as you said, that we have to cut short the program by, by, by some 20 minutes. I no, no, no. Make... My program is really an hour long, Cecil. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, we actually okay. went at, at half an hour over. Yeah, I was told. No, I was told to. So thank you for. Well, thank you for the extension. Then that's the case. I'm not saying that was told to me. And um, I just want to, people to know that the next election is going to come in. That the Dominican Labour Party. And remember what I said. Eh? We are going to win 18 seats. Remember I said that the Dominican Labour Party will be again the next government for the next five years. I'm in our beautiful land of Dominican. Jago, thank you very much. And I wish you the best as you continue. I will again come back on the program, but this time I want you to be a, 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 a host and not the guest. Thank you very much, Jago. <laughs> Thank you, Cecil. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right, listeners, there you had it. I promised you that it was going to be an interesting conversation. Um, definitely, uh, it was it was a cool, good conversation, mostly. Um, I want to thank... Um, Mr. Joseph, Cecil Joseph, for coming on the air. I think we we get a, an understanding 
of of the a better understanding of of the the political environment in Dominica. Um, I I thank him for his openness, if you can call it that. Um, on on the on on the show tonight, a lot of you have been texting, and um, you know it, it, that type of discussion is a discussion that we that we have. I encourage I encourage that type of discourse. Um, of course, people of of different political um, on different political side of the fence is talking to each other. It gets involved. Um, that's what we have to do. That's what we have to do as citizens. We have to be able to to talk about our differences. We have to we have to be able to air our our um, how do you say it? Our perspective. Can we see things from different point of view? And so my objective tonight was to was to give Mr. Joseph Cecil the opportunity to to present the perspective of the Labour Party. Um, of course, as you always know, I allow my guests to make their point, and and sometimes I will push them a little bit and challenge them a little bit. Um, <laughs> obviously, that was the pushing and the challenging um, became a little much. Um, I didn't think I pushed very hard. I didn't think I pushed very hard at all. Um, but 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 some sometimes um, some people can can accept pushing more than others. But but by and large, I think we had a good conversation. And so I would like to thank Mr. Joseph for for coming on. And listeners, thank you for staying on for this long. And we'll do this again next week, Wednesday, for this week in interview. Um, in the past week, we had International Women's Day, and I, I say a shout out to all the um, female listeners. I hope you I hope you had a, a good day. Coming up later in in the month is the Day of Remembrance of um, of slavery and the transatlantic slave trade. Um, so so um, we we want to do something to recognize that, but. This has been This Week in Interview. I'm your host, Anthony Drago, and this is what we do. We bring things from a different perspective. I actually enjoyed the conversation, and um, thank you, and we'll do this again next week. Good night, listeners. Have a great week.